DiscerningHearts.com presents Building a Kingdom of Love with Monsignor John Essif. Monsignor Essif is a priest of the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He has served as a retreat director and confessor to St. Mother Teresa. He continues to offer direction and retreats for the Sisters of the Missionaries of Charity. Monsignor Essif encountered St. Padre Pio, who became a spiritual father to him. He has lived in areas around the world, serving in the Pontifical Missions, a Catholic organization established by St. John Paul II to bring the good news to the world, especially the poor. He continues to serve as a retreat leader and director to bishops, priests, sisters, and seminarians, and other religious leaders. Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. What's on your heart today, Monsignor? The epistle of James um, opens up so many things. We are called on discernment. And so many of us are going through temptation. And temptation is, uh, is something that is the ordinary activity of Satan. You actually, on a daily basis, meet the devil. Oppression, obsession, possession are not a common encounter with Satan. But the ordinary, everyday encounter with Satan is temptation. And, and so that's why Jesus gave us in the Our Father, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And so in every soul, there is a battle going on. There is spiritual warfare between grace and sin. Now, St. James, in the, uh, his epistle, in the first chapter of it, I'll begin with the 12th verse. Blessed is the man who perseveres in temptation. For when he has been proved, he will receive the crown of life that he is promised and was promised to those who love him. No one experiences temptation. No one experiencing temptation should say, I am being tempted by God, for God is not subject to temptation, to evil, and he himself tempts no one. Rather, each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. The desire conceives and brings forth sin, and when sin reaches its maturity, it gives birth to death. So that the ordinary activity of Satan is to lure us according to our weakness. Every human being, all of us who are in Christ, especially you who are the baptized, you have a possession in you. You are united in God by Jesus. You and Christ are one. Why would anyone ever give up the presence of God, a union with God, through, with, and in Jesus Christ, and go into sin? From the moment that we're baptized, all of us in our whole lives 
have a specific tendency, a brokenness in our human weakness. All of us have received a flawed human nature. And the enemy of human nature is the devil. And he is he studies every one of us. So it's so important that we, if we're going to preserve grace and grow in grace and live in the union with Jesus Christ, grace is union with Christ, that we are going to be tempted, tempted by our own desires, by our own. And so how important it is then to know what is that particular tendency inside of me? How many of us, when I rely on myself, fall? Unless I have dependence on God. You see, the the Christ who is in me is the only one who can sustain me under temptation and difficulties. When I go through temptations, as as St. James talks about, that's when it's proven who is in me. Every one of us is united with Jesus Christ. Only Jesus Christ can bring us through the the temptations and the difficulties we have. If my flaw is self-reliance, I began a retreat with a priest, and he is so self-reliant. And over and over again, his lure is to rely on himself and then fall. He goes, as, as, as uh, St. James points out, the, the, the lure is there. I can do it by myself. I and the ego, the egocentricity, the self-reliance becomes my God. And we put Jesus aside, who is God, who is the source of my strength. He is the only one who can endure temptation. And he is the only one in me and through me on whom I can rely. So if I'm going to preserve my life in grace, it's only going to be through, with, and in Jesus Christ. St. Paul, in his teaching on grace, said, What I want to do, I don't do. What I hate, that's what I do. And every time I go to do what I want, I fall. And every time I try to avoid what I hate, I fall. Oh, what a miserable man I am. Who is going to save me? All glory and praise to Jesus Christ. So in that seventh chapter of Romans, Paul is talking about himself, but he's talking about everyone. St. Peter, St. Paul became St. Peter and St. Paul because they relied on the grace and power and strength of Jesus Christ. Self-reliance will only take us into sin. Then some of us, what is it so important that each of us discerns? If you look in your rearview mirror, what is that particular characteristic? It's a tendency in every single soul. We all have it. There's not one human being who's listening to me. Not one. If it's the Pope, if it's the bishop, if it's priests, no matter who it is, lay people, fathers, mothers, those who are reputed to be saints, anyone, everyone, you and I all have a particular 
characteristic that is going away from God. It's been with us ever since we were children. Many times it's easier to recognize that particular tendency. I was, I was with someone and, and he, was, he was describing to me, it's a priest also, that when he was five years old, he was there and he was a little boy, he was rather shy, and his father pulled his pants down in front of everybody. And he was so ashamed that even now that he's a grown man, he was innocent when he was five. And his father stripped him. And he was naked in front of the crowd. And they laughed at him. It was the flaw that it left. Weakness, withdrawal, fear, anxiety, self-condemnation. That's his flaw. No matter what anyone says or thinks about him, he has a tendency to withdraw, to rely, and still it might be subtle, but in his fear, he doesn't trust anyone. His brokenness, since his father did that to him, he trusts no one, not even God. Not even God. That characteristic of his father shaming him brought about a relationship with God that he doesn't trust God. What is his tendency? What is his history? That Jesus in him must now learn to trust God. Some of us are living with tremendous anxiety, tremendous fear that goes all the way back to childhood. What is my brokenness? My union with Jesus Christ, when did it break? What is that flaw or characteristic in my history that has me taken away from that union with Jesus that's in me? Perhaps my tendency is jealousy. When I was just a little girl, my tendency was to compare and compete. My sister got a new dress, and I was jealous. When I went to school, people got A's, and I was jealous. Somebody said about this one that she's pretty. I am jealous. When people are honored, my brokenness is jealousy. You see, jealousy and envy is a capital sin. Capital because the snake has a head. I may, as I went along in life, tried to cover up my jealousy. But deep within me, my tendency is to be jealous of others. When I hear someone got a promotion at work, when I hear someone is honored, it, it really kills me. It, it tears me up inside. I have a characteristic flaw of jealousy. I can hear that, that we are all given gifts, that we are all the body of Christ, but it doesn't get into my whole inner self. My inner self has been flawed. 
and my first tendency because my mind and my memory and my whole feelings now are toward jealousy and wanting to be first. And when I'm not, I'm jealous. That characteristic of the older brother, the one who looks at his brother and in the, in the prodigal son story, I judge him and I'm jealous of him because he gets and I don't. And that comparing and competing, rather that in the body of Christ, I can cooperate their gifts and my gifts fitting together to bring about harmony. Maybe my brokenness is lust. What is my inner tendency? Why is it important? It's important to know my tendency and my brokenness because the devil knows it. And as as St. James is pointing out, the temptation is first the desire and then the lure and then the sin. And so maybe from the time I was just a little child, it was images and pictures and a distortion of sex and my body and these sexual tendencies and these pleasures and this inner tendency to be drawn and lured by this. First the pictures, then the thoughts, then the images, and then the pleasures, and then the, 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 you see, the tendency. This is like what takes me away. I know that I can hear in the theology of the body that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. This body of mine is sacred to the Lord. It is the house in which God lives, that Jesus lives in me. And I know and I understand that. But these tendencies, these temptations go all the way back, luring me first, drawing me, tempting me. And so how important it is that I begin to ask and call upon God. The the battle is in each one of us. There is a struggle going on, a head-on collision in each of our souls. Because it's not only I that is being tempted. That's why Jesus told us, lead us not into temptation. When we pray that as a daily prayer, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. How he hates the magnificent beauty that's in each one of us. He who is the seraphim angel, high, a bearer of light, was passed over by God. God did not become a seraphim angel or an archangel or a a dweller of a pure spirit. God became a human being like me and like you. God himself, the second person of the Trinity, took on human flesh. God became a human being in the incarnation of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ came into me by my baptism. 
that this teaching and this union and this power of me with Jesus is the greatest possible gift in the world. There is nothing I has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has promised. Union with Christ is who I am. How could it be possible that I could choose to not be one with him? And that's where temptation comes in. And that's where Satan comes in. And that's where our own human weakness comes in. And each one of us has this particular tendency. As we go over and as we think about what is that particular characteristic or flaw, first of all, I think it's so important to remember at this point of discussion with regard to temptation and with regard to the weakness of human nature. St. Peter had it. St. Paul had it. We all have it. It's so important to, to realize that sin is a mystery. Why would anyone ever sell union with Jesus Christ for the emptiness of my own will, no matter what that tendency is, no matter what I choose other than God? Why would anyone do that? What, what, a, what a weakness. What a moral failure that is for any Christian to set before his eyes and to see, I could choose to be one with God through, with, and in Jesus Christ, or I could not choose not to be. What is that weakness? If my weakness and my tendency may be an addiction to a drug, if it be to an alcohol a drug, what that might be, how is it possible that I could choose this over God? That's a mystery. It really is. And so continue to ask God, the Holy Spirit, to enlighten me. What is that particular flaw that I have? Make it very personal. Because each one of us, if each one of us is a unique saint, and you are, there never was anyone like you united with Jesus. The particularity, the irrepeatableness of your union with God, in that union, no matter who you are, in the body of Christ, you are one with him. In such a unique way, you are a unique saint. You also are a unique sinner. No one, no one knows that weakness except God. Not even Satan. He has an idea. He's so brilliant, and he's been watching you all your life. But still it's a mystery. But he also knows this enemy of human nature, because he's so brilliant, your tendencies. And many times he knows it, 
you're subject to temptation. And it's so important to pray that prayer in your morning prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So there are a few thoughts that I have today that I love to share with you. And knowing that each of us has this treasure that we have within us, but it's as St. Paul said, in, in, it's, in, it's in broken vessels. We all have this magnificent gift in earthen vessels, weak and, and uh, te- having a tendency to brokenness and how careful we must be as we carry. We hold a treasure not made of gold. We hold this treasure. It's the Lord Jesus Christ in each of our hearts. Monsignor, yes. can I ask what may sound like a strange question? No, please do. But can one of the temptations we have be using our temptations as an excuse? There are times when we can say, well, I'm just so weak, I can't help myself. Or I, this is something that is a part of who I am. And so it's almost an excuse to allow of that behavior to continue. I mean, how often, where's that line between we've been tempted, we need to repent, or just using it as an excuse to continue to allow the bad behavior in my life? Okay. At that particular point, it really does depend with regard to the sinner. Um, I have been so, I've fallen so many times to this temptation, that even as I kneel in repentance here before you, Lord, I know that given the circumstances of my life, I am going to have this tendency to fall again. That being the case, because I think if that's what you're saying, that sinner, because it is offensive to God, it is contradictory to the the life that Jesus has within us. It's not what he wants of us and to continue to live in us. His grace is not going to admit this, this kind of activity. It's at that time that I find that I can do nothing to stop this. Therefore, I must rely on you. Many times that sinner has the desire to overcome the sin, but it's that I try to overcome it. Until the sinner recognizes that I can't do anything, nothing I can do can help me overcome this, that for my salvation... And for your life within me, you must do it all. And it's at that time that I find the repentance at the deepest level to rely completely on God being able to save me from myself. The resolution to amend my life is not even within my hands. My amendment and my my uh, self-reliance is completely in your hands. You know 
how weak I am, you know I have no power against this temptation. It's all in your hand. If you will save me, then save me, or else I'm going to die and I'm going to drown. That particular depth within the soul, Gerald Van calls it self-naughting, and in AA, they see it as the first step. I am absolutely bankrupt in overcoming this particular flaw. You have to do it all. Lead me, Lord, and save me. If I'm going to be saved, you're going to have to do it all. That's a magnificent point to be. Final thoughts, Monsignor? Temptation is not sin. Temptation is the common characteristic of every one of us. You will be tempted today in many ways. And so it's so important to pray about and to think about temptation. Temptation can come from our human experience and our human foibles. Temptation can also come from the devil. And because he, even now, he sees you, you want to protect this treasure which you have in your heart, the life of Jesus Christ. Along the lines of your barriers, you have, and I have also, protective walls that uh, through prayer, through union with Jesus Christ, through the sacraments, through reading the word of God, through my mind and heart, united with Christ, all of these shields that we have, our faith, but along every one of those, every one of us have a chink in our armor. We have a hole in our wall. That's the exact place where the devil's going to come. And so today, when you pray the Our Father, pray it with deep sincerity. Heed what St. James is telling you. Think about how Peter fell from being appointed the Pope to be called Satan you devil. And he had led him. That's really what entered into his heart. And so how vulnerable he was. When you pray that prayer, pray, lead us not into temptation with great sincerity, but deliver us from the evil one. Pray that today, that God may protect you and me, that we may pray for one another, that we may not lose the grace of God that has been given to us, and that the Father who is in heaven, as we began that prayer, that his will may be done and his kingdom may come into the world. We hold a treasure not made of gold. God bless. You've been listening to Building a Kingdom of Love with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this episode, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essef.